Hey there everyone, Stu from Ample here, and we have a good chat for you in this episode between Michelle Lomas, our general manager here at Ample, and Tom Webster, who is a research, marketing and development expert, formerly of Edison Research, and who recently teamed up with Brian Barletta at Sounds Profitable, the media company at the forefront of the business of podcasting. Sounds Profitable recently dropped a research piece called After These Messages, looking at the merits of the different types of podcast advertising. So the time felt right to talk to him about that very thing. So what trends are you kind of seeing in the marketplace at the moment? Not just Australia, but I guess globally. What are the sort of things that you're starting to see from a content perspective? Well, I think we're starting to see more mass appeal content. We're starting to see more celebrities become involved with podcasting in the past couple of years than they have before. Smartless has become a huge show, you know, with with its celebrity cast, and and a lot of celebrities are are dipping their toe into the water. So, and that's one trend. And I th- I think we're also seeing a lot of pollinization or cross pollinization between podcasting and and Hollywood, as a lot of uh, podcasts are are you know, essentially cheaper than a pilot, right? And they come with a built-in audience. So we're starting to see a lot more IP being developed that way. And what do you think are some of the things that are coming up from a trend perspective that are maybe not so great? Well, uh, depending on who you talk to, we seem to be in the middle of a global recession. And I think, if anything, the podcast market uh, from an advertising perspective, I think it's proving to be a little bit more resilient than some other advertising vehicles. So, you know, what we're hearing from our, our clients and sponsors is that some, you know, some budgets are maybe being reserved a little bit, uh, but that money I think will come back. So, so there's that. And I think we're going to continue to see some more consolidation in the space. You know, Spotify has been a really major player in this space uh, in the United States and in Australia as well. And you know that has its uh, its pluses and minuses. They have a very compelling offering, both for the consumer and uh, and for advertisers. Uh, but it is you know a bit of a walled garden. So I think you know we continue I think to struggle a little bit as an industry with things like discovery. I'm not sure podcasting has really been marketed very well as a medium. So you know those are those are those are some things I think that still need to be addressed. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with discoverability. Uh, it makes it hard for us in Australia because majority of podcast listening is done through Spotify, but notoriously hard to crack from an algorithm and support perspective. It's almost how do you cut through on a platform when they are already investing in their own original content and, you know, have an incentive to promote some of their own content rather than independent content from, you know, the likes of publishers like us. So it does make it challenging for sure. It's also really interesting you mentioned the ad dollar and that being quite high and growing and people are reserving, maybe potentially reserving some of those ad dollars, but it's quite healthy. It's quite the opposite here in Australia where we might have the highest consumption and passion for podcasts in the world, yet our ad spend still is very early days and in its infancy and people are still trying to understand how to leverage that ad space as best as possible. We're getting a lot of radio ads placed in in podcasts and stuff. So we're almost seeing the opposite of what you're seeing globally, where advertisers are really jumping in and seeing the benefit. We are still at a very early stage and trying to educate on the benefits of podcast advertising. 
Yeah, and that's something that uh, my partner Brian and I are really focused on at uh, at Sounds Profitable. In fact, we're putting out a research study, and it's it's really going to be uh, a, a definitive look at the efficacy of host red versus announcer red. You know, from a creative execution standpoint, and you know, the truth is there isn't a, a huge amount of difference if if it's all executed well. For, for listeners, an, an ad is an ad. Uh, I think host red is you know. A, a, a little bit more favorable for people in, in that they, you know, they can view it as part of the content, but, but they're both extremely effective. And that's a story that I think needs to continue to be told. Uh, and it's, you know, I think marketers in general and, and people, you know, in the, in the brand space and agencies are, they've been spoiled by Facebook and Google and the kind of metrics that they're, uh, that they're asking for podcasting to have metrics are pretty good but you know in terms of how effective was this was this brand campaign for us you know you still have to do the work on that uh there's, there's no easy answers so uh, you know the, those the branding dollars i think are still being held back a little bit yeah and it it does make a challenge i think you know often when we're proposing even general buy a spot in this show or that spot doesn't even have to be a partnership. We're still being compared at a CPM level compared to sort of other digital channels, which is such a shame because what podcast does, it punches well above its weight in terms of consideration, efficacy, awareness, and even action. We see huge click-through rates with some of the work that we do for brands. So it's a shame that we're still having these sort of early conversations and brands are still evaluating it on a cost and a CPM and a reach basis when it's not really how you should be measuring the effectiveness of that advertising. It's never been fair. Uh, it, it, podcasting <laughs> is, has always been thought of uh, similar to display advertising, and it's not it's got you know really it's got better metrics than radio does you know radio yes. gets by in in uh, you know in any country that it's measured in with a you know pretty small sample and and uh, sort of a hybrid measurement system and and uh, i think podcasting throws off a lot better data uh mm. so that that comparison has really never been fair no it hasn't and it's such a challenge to to continue to push forward but you know we do because we see the results and we know, you know, once a brand tries something and they realize how much of an impact it's having on their business, even a halo effect on all of their other activity, you know, they're sold. But it's just getting that that first campaign or that, you know, first podcast that they're going to create across the line. Yeah, it's a bit of a chicken and egg thing too, because you can get attribution metrics, you can get brand lift studies, and you can you can get all that information. But it requires a big buy for that to be worth it. And, uh, you know, some advertisers don't want to place that big buy without that kind of proof. So something has to give. Yeah, we have a, a client at the moment who has seen a tremendous effect on their business from just we we launched it. It's a B2B podcast. It's targeted toward marketers and they're an affiliate marketing platform. And they've seen a huge lift in lead generation. Their LinkedIn engagement has gone through the roof, yet they can't attribute it 100% back to the podcast. They're like, we know, we know that it's done the job for us because the before and after is very clear. Once we launched the podcast, everything went up. All our leads went up. All our awareness went up. All our engagement. But I still can't physically attribute it back to that podcast. And it gives that room for questioning, you know? And yeah. So it's very hard. It's very hard. 
Yeah, I, I worked on a brand lift study once for a major casual restaurant chain here in the United mm-hmm. States, and uh, they're very well known. They're you know these top three in terms of uh, recall and, and notoriety and things like that. But they did something really interesting with the podcast campaign. They tested a message in the podcast advertising that they didn't use anywhere else. Their messaging is usually based around uh, it's a it's a place to watch the game, it's a place to, to see sports and and drink beer and eat wings. But the message that that they had in the podcast was a different one. It was about a, a one hour lunch guarantee. They were, they were just trying to build their lunch business, and it was the only place they were running it. And it it was a very easy thing to show in a, a post campaign brand lift study that the podcast advertising was incredibly mm. effective at that because uh, it was the, the other in one. The study, <laughs> yeah, in the in the study, we actually gave three messages. Two of them, uh, ones that they always run, and mm. one the podcast uh, was the, was the one that was podcast exclusive. And that was overwhelmingly recalled as the message uh, compared to right. the other two, which were which were very well known. So mm-hmm. I, I think it always helps if the brand does something different on the podcast than they do elsewhere, but most brands aren't wired that way. What do you think uh, are some of the main benefits a brand can gain from creating a podcast or advertising in a podcast? Yeah, you know, I, there's a really key distinction, I think, that, you know, either true sponsorship or, or, or brand advertising can, can give you. And that is, you know, you can run an ad for a product and it might make people consider the product or think differently about the product. But I think a brand advertising in a podcast actually makes people think differently about the people behind that product, about the people who work at that company. And there has been research done on true sponsorship like that, not in podcasting, but in in other forms of of media. And that it absolutely has that effect that that people change how they feel about the people behind the company. And that has a a tremendous effect, I think. So, you know, there's still a lot more work to be done. I know uh, we're going to continue to do regular research at Sounds Profitable to to try to advance the space and, and try to, you know, fill those knowledge gaps as best we can. But, you know, I, I think we know what works. We like to say in, in Ample when we're talking to new clients that podcast is the new social. When social came along and before it became complicated, I'll say, it was a place where brands recognised that they could tell a bit more of their story and they could align with things that mattered to them. They could share the values of the business. The They could share, you know, the people behind the business too. And as sort of social has become much more commoditized, complicated, the algorithm and discoverability has made it very hard, podcast has become a new space for that, but even more permissible because it's long form and people want to listen. As long as you're creating content that's not self-serving, but something that aligns more closely to your brand and your audience, they're much more receptive to listen. So it's, it's, I guess it's, there's so much benefits from so many perspectives in terms of building that brand awareness, brand love, affinity, because you have a platform that audiences are very happy to listen to as long as it's not all about you. It's something that's a bit about both of you. Yeah, and I think you know we can continue to, to push the boundaries a little bit in podcasting in terms of what types of ads we have and, and allow and, and things like that. I mean, ultimately, I think people will cut the podcast an awful lot of slack. You know, I, it, you, you see people kind of grumbling about programmatic advertising and, and you know, uh, dynamic insertion and, and things like that. But what they're really complaining about is bad ads. And uh, hopefully... <laughs> Please don't uh, put your radio ads in podcasts. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's they, a big they, no. They really don't work. They it's don't. It's a big no. And it, 
it just it's so irritating too as a you know as a as a content creator to put so much effort into beautiful content seven minutes of an hour and then just throw it out the window with the other three like you don't get to do that yeah and and it, it's it's so true they don't work it's not the forum for it and listeners don't want to hear it they're just going to turn off immediately but if you align it much more closely to the content they're going to continue listening their attention is still peaked and that's when they do the job for you so yeah yeah, yeah it's a, it's a lazy brands, shortcut that should not happen it is a lazy shortcut yeah <laughs> and brands can be stubborn about it you know they, they brands have their messaging and and uh always used to joke really kind of at the beginning of, of this whole process, you know, with, uh, with networks and publishers, like, would you take the gecko? And, and that was really in, you know, in reference to Geico, right? And, you know, Geico doesn't want a podcaster freelancing about insurance, right? They want you to run the gecko. <laughs> so, uh, and I don't know that that necessarily works in a podcast as well, yes. but, you know, brands, I think have to think about think about the medium a little bit differently, but, but that does make things like brand safety and suitability really important issues. And, and that's actually going to be the subject of our next study that we're going to tackle in the fourth quarter. Great. And it, it, as you know, I guess as the industry evolves and we've had a few, we'll call them doozies, you know, little moments yeah. where, you know, there's been a bit of unhappiness about some of the content. Yeah, it definitely, it seems to be like the next thing that we start to tackle uh, in the industry. Well, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You guys are really the experts in the space. And if anyone's listening, um, definitely head to wherever you listen to your podcasts and start to follow Sounds Profitable because you guys are definitely the voices in that space. Certainly something that we lean in and listen to every week and appreciate always your guidance and your research as well. So thank you very much. Super. Thanks for having me. There it is. I hope you enjoyed the first of our Hear the Experts Here episodes. You can find links to Tom's After These Messages study in the episode notes. And if you enjoyed this, why not check out one of our other Ample podcasts? Bye for now. Ample. Hear, hear. Is this thing on? Yeah, that's on. Don't touch that.